The following is an exclusive presentation of Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation. Welcome to the Pirate Radio Podcast, featuring special guests discussing a wide range of topics and personal stories. Now live from the Pirate Radio studio, here's Shirley Rhodes. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Pirate Radio Podcast featuring the ECU Players Lounge. On today's podcast, we'll talk to ECU players Holt Naylors, Tyler Sneed, Rajay Harris, DJ Ford, Bruce Bivens, Xavier Smith, and CJ Johnson. Sit back and relax. Today's Pirate Radio Podcast starts right now. All right, let's head out to the Fixed NC Live line and go back inside the Players Lounge here on a Monday edition of Pirate Radio Live. The quarterback of the Pirates, Holden Aylers, joining us. Holden, how you doing today, man? Good, man. Thanks for having me. 45 to 3 is the first time, Holden, uh, this year you've been able to kind of hang out on the sidelines with a headset late in the game and watch the offense play. That's got to be a different feeling for you. How, how'd that feel after you rolled up all those points on Saturday? Shoot, it felt great, man. You know, I'd, I'd gladly do that any any Saturday in the fall, but, you know, I mean, yeah, we played a great game. You know, it starts with the offensive line, and the defense obviously uh, did what the defense has been doing, and that's just, you know, playing good ball and, and pitching shutouts. So just proud of those guys. Um, it's a team win, and we just went out there and played really well. Holton Troy D here. Congratulations on uh, the big game Saturday. It's been a while, as we said, since uh, we've seen a beatdown like that that uh, ECU has given, and it was great to see. I want to talk a little big picture here with you because this is, you know, ECU's on the verge of, you know, three games left, one win away from being bowl eligible. And, you know, on a big picture thing, oh, six wins, not that big a deal. That is a big deal for this program. It's been down for the past five, six years. There's not a single player on this team that's ever been to a bowl game as a player. Uh, You know, the fans are already talking about I don't want to get ahead of ourselves, but how much of a sense of urgency is this with this team to say, look, we've got to get this win this next game or at least one of these next three to continue the season and get to – a bowl game. What what is the feeling within the team right now? Yeah, actually, uh, you know, I was talking to Coach Houston about it earlier, and we don't have a extra sense of urgency or anything like that. I mean, it's just a, our goal each week is to go one and zero. We've had this goal um, to get six wins for a while now. You, really, since I got recruited here, that's what I talked about, and you know what the guys in this class and really the class that I came in with talked about, and then obviously after some of the older guys before. But you know, for us, we just got to take it one week at a time. Um, we know that. We just go play the ball that we're playing and the way that we're playing that we will accomplish our goals and and that's what we just got to do just continue to continue to develop continue to to do what we're doing and the rest will just take care of itself Holden Naylor's joining us inside the Players Lounge here on Pirate Radio Live. Holden saw you got a shout-out from an NFL offensive lineman, your former teammate Deontay Smith. He had another downfield blog for you. He said, uh, nice pancake. So you'll still uh, you'll still get out there and block those guys in the secondary and uh, led to a big run uh, for Keaton Mitchell on Saturday. Hey, heck yeah, man. You know, any, anything I can do to help this team win, that's what I'm going to do. And I mean, you know, Keaton made a good run in those linemen. Um, block every every play for me and Keaton and Rajay and them guys. So, um, like I said, anything I can do to help the, the team win, that's what I'm going to do. Speaking of which, what do you like doing better, Holden? Do you, do you like, you know, prefer, hey, making that big touchdown pass? Do you like making a touchdown run or hitting the block that leads to a touchdown for a teammate like you did in this game? Uh, if out of those three, how do you rank them? Shoot, I couldn't tell you. As long as the Pirates are scoring touchdowns, then I'm good with it. So. <laughs> Um, I, I mean, all of them are good. Um, a good run's always always good, and a good a good pass too. But then you know, seeing 
keep and break all those and shoot. I mean, if I can get out and block like I did, that's always fun too. So um, I don't know how I'd rank them, but as long as the Pirates are scoring, I'm good with it. Holden Naylor's joining us, holding uh, eight different Pirates call passes against USF. Only five Pirates call passes against Temple. Six of those catches coming from Ryan Jones. A 100-yard day, a two-touchdown day. Shane Calhoun found the end zone on his one catch. So you got the tight ends involved, specifically Ryan Jones. And was that a plan heading into the week? Is that something that you saw open on Saturday uh, when you looked at Temple's defense? Yeah, it's just something that, I mean, this offense, the way that it is, is just, you know, the guys that are in the spots, if they're in the right spot, then, you know, they're going to have their day. And that's just kind of kind of been the story all year. I mean, I haven't looked at, you know, the total year stats or anything, but I would imagine it's pretty pretty even throughout. And that's just kind of the way the offense um, has developed into, you know, you just you just go through your reads. And when you're in the game as a receiver or tight end, then you're going to get the ball. You're going to have your day. And, I mean, those guys have been tremendously, tremendously unselfish and just continue to work hard and just trust in the offense. And that's what we've all done and it's starting to pay off. What are your expectations, Holton, this weekend headed to Memphis? Got a big game on the road. It's a noon kickoff, uh, ESPN Plus for fans. They'll be able to watch it there. Uh, what do you know about this Tiger team this year? Yeah, they're a good football team. I mean, they were, they're going to we're going to have a work cut out for us, but you know, we're a good football team too. I mean, we we strongly believe that we're a couple plays away from only really having one loss and, and being a ranked team and you know fighting for this conference championship. So. Um, just, just trying to get this sixth win is, is going to be hard, but you know, we just got to continue to develop. You know, we trust this this program and, and where we're headed and just continue to be us and we're going to be just fine. That's an 11 a.m. local time start there in Memphis, Holden. So what time does your day get started on Saturday when you have a, a kickoff that early? Yeah, probably – I think we have pregame meal at 7 a.m. Um, Coach Houston told us – he has some mind trick where he told us at the end of practice yesterday since time changed and – um, we gain an hour, and then we're already – it'll be 12 o'clock here. So he's, he said it's going to be pretty much like a 1, a, 1 p.m. kickoff for us. Um, it, well, I, I can't even remember. <laughs> he tricked your mind, it sounds like. Yeah. Yeah, don't get me started on the whole lose an hour, gain an hour thing. We had a whole discussion about that last week. But uh, Cliff would be like you, a quarterback for our Bud Light pregame tailgate. You'll also be getting up at 7 a.m. That's right. 8 a.m. start time you here and, on the Bud Light pregame you, tailgate. You and Holton have a lot in common. My brain's fried, so it won't. It doesn't matter what time we start. We're good to go. Heck, yeah. Old Naylor's joining us. Old, and speaking of Memphis, and and I don't know how much I know you're a football fan, so you you probably at least maybe get a glance at the scores on Saturday, even when you play. But you know, Memphis knocks off SMU. That's the same Memphis team that lost to the Temple team that you guys blew out. So I kind of it kind of just goes to say you got to be consistent every week, right? Because you never know who's going to beat who on any given Saturday. Yeah, for sure. I mean, this this conference has talent um, in every team and. I mean, Temple's having a rough time right now, and, you know, with their program and all that, they have talent. I mean, they have guys out there. I mean, their quarterback was a five-star transfer from from um, Georgia. So, I mean, they got talent all around, and that's what this conference is, is they have talent. You just got to go out there and play your eight game each day or else you will be shocked. So, um, I am proud of the way we played versus Temple, and we got a big one this Saturday. We just got to play our best, and we'll be just fine, like I said. But it should be a good game. And on the flip side, the, the defense really rising up. Uh, man, they've had a great past few weeks and almost had the shutout. Uh, the defense basically had a shutout, I guess, uh, in, in many ways. Uh, the, there wasn't any touchdowns scored. But uh, I know you got to be proud of those guys on that side of the ball, too. I am. I mean, they're, they're playing as good as any defense 
that I've been a part of in any defense really in our conference in a, in a while, in my opinion. But um, they're just so multiple. Um, it's, it's hard to, to game plan for those guys. I mean, going against them in practice every day is even tough because we're game planning for you know Memphis or whoever we're playing that week. And then when we go against them, it's a totally different type of thing because um, it's not, not it's not a normal defense at all. I mean, when you're blitzing 85% of the time, I mean, that's going to be tough, especially for these young quarterbacks that we face this year. And um, they're just doing a great job. You know, I'm super proud of them. They're, they're hard workers, and they definitely deserve it. Oh, and you guys uh, deserve some success after the, the lean years. And I'll say this, you guys know how to party after a game. We, we get a glimpse of the post-game locker room and then the video shot in there. And when it's uh, HV3 leading the charge, or this week it was Aaron Jarman, the former Temple Owl, leading the charge in the locker room. And you see Mike Houston smiling. I mean, can you put that into words, what those post-game celebrations are like after you work so hard to get those wins? You know you can't. Um, you know winning and winning in college football is a, a tough thing to do. And you know when we do our things, we're going to celebrate it. Um, we're going to enjoy it. But uh, I mean, it's that's that's why you play is for those you know that fight song after wins in the locker room. And you know our locker room is so tight now. Um, it's probably the tightest locker room I've been a part of. And just the guys just love each other and just want to see everyone succeed. So um, it's been a blessing to be a part of it. You know I'm excited. You know, for these next coming weeks could be really special for us. So I'm just excited uh, for the future of Pirate football and for these next coming weeks. Look, still three games to go, but I think we're witnessing kind of the we, – we talked a lot in the past about the culture change inside that locker room, and I think we're witnessing uh, the effects of that and the positive effects of that and the, and the changing of this program from uh, losing to winning. So keep up the good work. Still a lot of work to do this season. Still many important games left, but uh, we'll look forward to catching up again with you next week. Heck yeah, thanks guys. Go Pirates. All right, back inside the Players' Lounge here on a Monday. Clip Rock here with Tyler Sneed, DJ Ford, and Rajay Harris coming off a 45-3 victory over the Temple Owls on Saturday. Fellas, good to see you. How you doing? I'm doing great. Good, good. How you doing? Uh, What was it like, guys, to kind of just chill in the fourth quarter and watch the game from the sidelines? That had to be a new feeling for you as uh, East Carolina has been in so many close games this year. You were finally able to blow an opponent out and kind of relax late in the game. Sneed, what was that like? It was was different. You know, I don't like coming out in general, so it was definitely different, but it was fun to watch those guys get in there, those young guys, and just see them out there playing on the field. It was fun. It was a good feeling just to know we were up by that much. We we didn't have to go back in, so... Rajay, uh, we've heard you talk about Pop McKay before. We finally got to see him in a game. He's a big fella, i got to say. Uh, was it like uh, watching the young buck get some carries? Uh, not that you're that much older than him, but you got to see him get some carries late in the game. You know, it was good. You know, he's been working hard. Like I've been telling everybody, just work hard. He's just a workhorse. So um, I told him like last Sunday that he was going to get in this game, so be prepared. So he went out there and did his job. He was prepared. And DJ, unfortunately, you weren't able to go on Saturday, so we'll, we'll ask you how you feeling health wise right now a lot better good wait to let it go this week and get back out there with the guys how is that that's got to be a bittersweet feeling you you see your teammates win but you're not able to contribute in that win so what's that feeling like on the sidelines watching the game i'd say uh much more sweet than bitter you know bitter obviously i wish i was a part of it but i was just relishing the moment you know what i'm saying enjoying it just as much as the guys that were out there because i felt a part of it even though i didn't get to play you know necessarily so it was it was good to see them make plays and do the things that I knew that they were going to do before the game. 
Rajay, you had 100 yards against South Florida. It was Keaton Mitchell's turn this week, and you guys uh, have been unselfish in your roles. You're still getting a lot of touches, a lot of carries, as is Keaton every week. So what a one-two punch it's been. And uh, what's it like you rushing for 100 yards one week and then watching Keaton do it the next week? Man, that's a great feeling just to know, like like I just said, the hard work just pours out to the field. You know, let everybody know in the country that we got two good backs that that's capable of catching out of the backfield, blocking, and, you know, running the ball. So it's just good with Keaton going out there, you know, running with the power and using the speed, of course. You know, it's just it's just always good to see that boy run. Tyler, you've had your 8, 10, 12. How many catches did you have that game against SMU? Uh, I think it was 19. You think it was 19. 19. Dang. You've had those days before. <laughs> right. <laughs> Dang is right. <laughs> uh, but you had four catches on Saturday. It was Ryan Jones having the big day. Six catches, 100 yards, two touchdowns. Is that like going into the week? Was it all right? We're gonna find some place for Ryan here, or is that just something that happens on Saturday when you guys are out on the field and take a look at the defense? Yeah, a little bit of both. You know, we got the plays in, and you know, obviously they run different looks, show us different looks in practice, and so uh, based off what you get in the game, you know, they they might tweak some things based off what uh, Temple did. But uh, you know, we went in the game, they called the right plays, and and he was open and he did his job. He made great catches, uh, great plays, and. You know, like I said before, he's been doing it in practice, too. You know, he's worked hard ever since he got here. So, you know, it's it's exciting to see him and and fun to watch him play. Pirates rolling up 45 points, 204 yards passing uh, as a team between Ehlers and Garcia, and then 246 rushing yards as a team. And then, DJ, uh, three points for the opponent. And you, Xavier, Bruce said last week when I talked about, hey, you shut out an opponent two second halves in a row all you guys to a man said well we want to do that in the first half we want to mm-hmm. come out that way so that was that a focus for the team uh, heading into the game uh, yes sir for sure it was a focus to to put together a complete game and uh to shut out the opponent and unfortunately we didn't get it done we were very close but you know we got another chance this week so yeah just three points for the owls and uh, just a phenomenal job on the defensive side of the ball we talk about complimentary football rajay how much does it fire up the offense when the defense is getting off the field flying around like that you know it you know it's it's a good thing when the defense come off the field when you know they kick a field goal to, to give them three points they mad and just screaming <laughs> so you know it's a it's a good thing that you know the team done really bought in this year and they just you know everybody love each other everybody just working their butts off just to to provide on that Saturday so uh, I hate a fair team that's they gotta go against the Pirates this year man when you're angry because you gave up three points that's a we've come a long way defensively I'll just say that as a team uh, for East Carolina guys a little better on third down on Saturday five of twelve still not as good as you want to be but again when you go two for two on fourth down it really covers up uh, third down but you're probably tired of hearing about that Tyler and Rajay but uh, that is the case you guys have, for whatever reason just have struggled on third downs this year yeah I mean I like to say we have four to get it though you know we, we, <laughs> exactly. we've done well on fourth down this yep. year uh, you know we, when it does get there you know hate it has to get there but you know third down we'll continue to improve on that but uh, yeah I mean four down territory every time a couple of uh, not so great weather games these past two games, and you guys have looked great in those games. So, uh, any difference at all playing in the? I guess wind was more of a factor than anything on Saturday, right? Yeah, wind. Well, you saw with their two field goals, the they kicked it, and the wind was the wind was bad, and catching the punts was bad pregame. 
I didn't know where the ball was going to yeah, go. That's a good point. But, uh, I mean, I think it was bad for the quarterbacks uh, going certain directions. But, I mean, I think we adjusted to it well. And, I mean, we ran the ball really well. So, it, it didn't affect us that much. Uh with the weather. Good running conditions, right, Raja? Great. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Tyler, you, you bring up a good point with the um, – and, and you've called for a million fair catches, and you, you've gotten them with guys coming full speed at you, hovering around you. I'm sure they're talking about you and your mom and everything else. <laughs> uh, did it take – you know, does it take a while to get used to that and to kind of put it all out of focus, or is that something that since day one, punt returning, you've been able to deal with? I, I did it in high school, but obviously it's a lot different just in college, you know, they kick it a lot higher, a lot farther, and then, you know, high school is different. Everybody, everybody came to college to play, so uh, definitely took some adjusting to get used to. But I mean, for now, I've been doing it for four, three, four years here, so you know, I, I kind of got used to it. It seems like a lot of times now, Rajay, we've seen him talk on the field a little bit. The cameras pick him up. I don't know about DJ. I hadn't seen you mix it up with anybody. Sneed, it always seems like guys are jawing at you and you're just walking away. Is that the case most times? Yeah, I mean, I don't really pay much attention to whatever they have to say, you know. (laughs) I don't, I don't really I do. I don't really do. Wait, is he talking out there, Roger? <laughs> if he does, he does it kind of quietly or whatever, because I don't really notice him. Okay, that's how you got to do it, right? I, I want to ask this: uh, ECU basketball begins Tuesday night. I'll be there at Minji's seven o'clock. They take on South Carolina State. Who's the best basketball player in the room right now? That's the question that you don't even gotta ask right now. Come on, you know you already know. Don't the let answer. don't let the hype fool you. You already know the answer. Don't they don't want to see me. Don't let the hype. <laughs> <fool you. laughs> DJ's definitely got the height advantage, but like, that, you know exactly. maybe you guys got a jumper. I don't know about maybe some dribbles, some curry, curry, curry. Okay, we can set that up. <laughs> <laughs> maybe postseason we'll have the. Uh, who's the best basketball player on the team, DJ? Is he in this room the right now? There's yeah. been a lot of talks about Jaro Wilson, hmm. one of the better guys. Um, Tyler Savage, pretty decent. I saw him one day. Nah, I don't nah. know about. Look, I'm, I'm just speaking on the guys. That's Tyler I've Savage. Seen. What happened in the court? Jaquan McMillan, <laughs> J Max, pretty good. He's good. He could, he could be a good player. Nah, nah, J Max, pretty good. I could see him being a good role player. You just know size good. But as far as one just on one, jump. nobody beat me. No, okay. Right. The, the the gauntlet has been put down. <laughs> DJ Ford, right, top dude. basketball player on the roster. All right, uh, DJ Memphis, uh, they can put up some points. They've had a weird year. I don't know how much you guys have dove into them yet. They lost to that Temple team. You guys just smashed, but they've also beaten Mississippi State. They just knocked off SMU, so we know uh, they can play good football. Have you seen anything on film from the Tigers yet? Uh, yes, sir. They have um... – they have a ton of athletes. Athleticism is not the issue there. Um, I'm not sure what's going on, but they are more than capable of beating us as well as just about anybody. So we got to show up, make sure we're prepared and ready to go. Old Naylor's, uh, we talked to him a moment ago. He said the day starts, uh, well, what time are y'all waking up Saturday, Rajay, for an 11 a.m. local time? What time is it like? We'll see. That's central eight, time. Eight. So wake up will probably be like seven. He said six, pregame seven. meals at seven. Oh, oh yeah. Like so we'll probably wake up six, six, six to walk through. Yeah. Damn. 30, yeah. So the good news is you don't have to wait around all day for a game, but no, it, it, true. you got to get ready quick, right? Yeah. No, it's cool. I like that. I like to hit the ground running. I like it. I like it better, too. I like uh, that. Early. DJ's an old like, man, Rajay. Like Rajay's a kid. He's like, yeah. no, I want to sleep. I'd rather get up and go. I mean, I love, don't get me wrong, I love the atmosphere of a night game, but yeah. I hate waiting around yeah, all that's true. day. That's true. That's true. I hate it. That's yeah. true. 
Uh, another game on the road. You guys have uh, played well on the road so far this year, so nothing new as you'll be playing at the Liberty Bowl coming up on Saturday. Uh, you guys taking a look at their defense yet, uh, Tyler, Rajay? Yeah, um, just like DJ said, there's a lot of athletes on the field. You know, uh, I don't know what's going on over there, uh, really, but uh, they athletic. You turn on that film, it's just like you see another another great team in our comfort. So, you know, we have to go out there and ready to play or they're going to hit us in our mouth. Uh, five wins for the Pirates. One more win. You're going bowling. Yes, Is that a conversation you guys have? Of course. It's, yeah. it's something yeah, that yeah. We, we think about, but yeah. we try not to get overly consumed with because, you know what I'm saying, our focus is on Memphis, so definitely we're not yeah. looking ahead. As Brian Bailey week. said last week, there's no law that says you only have to win six. You might as well win eight, right? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> might as well just win them all. Why not? Right. One week at a time. One yeah. week at a time. And uh, you guys know how to celebrate in the post-game locker room. We get a little <laughs> glimpse of it with those videos that come out. But with, whether it's HV3 leading the way or Aaron Jarman, the former Temple Owl this week, uh, it's great to see you guys uh, celebrating the hard work you put in. Well, what's that like when you're around all your team and uh, celebrating a victory like that? I mean, that's one of the best feelings in the world for me, just like seeing all those guys and seeing all the hard work pay off out there and then coming back in there and getting to celebrate with your brothers. I mean, that's an awesome feeling. Yes, sir. It's the same. You know, I look at it like this, you know, Last year, we walked, everybody walked in that locker room most majority of the time, and heads was down, and you know, just sad and mad about the game. But it's like this year, it's just it's just changing. You know, yeah. you can walk in the locker room after the game, and just everybody's lit. Everybody got the shirts <laughs> off, dancing, and Coach Houston might even come in there dancing. Yeah. So it's just, you know, it's a it's a good environment in that locker room. It doesn't change a lot. And you guys, uh, you got to learn how to win. You got to learn how to accept a pat on the back. And the way you guys played Saturday, it feels like you're starting to be able to do that too right like celebrate it and then quickly move on the next day that's, exactly. that's a challenge but something you got to learn right yes, alright well uh, congratulations fellas five wins in the bank try to get one more two more three more but you can only win one on Saturday I'm told exactly. so that's against Memphis I <laughs> uh, appreciate you guys stopping by uh, oh wait we do have some extra time What you want to talk about the Cowboys okay <laughs> we got a few minutes yeah. so, no, I ain't saying none either <laughs> yeah Niners hey my team didn't play so we're good yeah well we got the Steelers Bears tonight yeah. so uh, that's like coming up Steelers? Monday Night Football yeah 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 oh, that's, my that's my team that's my team I'm sticking with them thick and thin you know <laughs> appreciate it fellas we'll uh, talk to you guys next week alright thanks for having appreciate me appreciate it, it. All right, back inside the Players' Lounge on a Monday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Cliff Rock here with Pirates' Bruce Bivens and Xavier Smith. Gentlemen, uh, another victory chat here on Monday. Congratulations. How are we doing today? Oh, I'm doing great. Doing good, great. Good to see you, fellas. And uh, coming off a, a blowout victory on Saturday, 45-3. to We're talking to the offensive guys. They got to take about half of the fourth quarter off. How about you guys? Did you get to... Watch some of that from the sidelines and cheer on some younger guys. Yeah, I, well, I know I did personally. I mean, I mean, it was it was it was a good experience to you know blow out a team. Um, we almost, I mean, we almost shut we almost shut them out, but you know we got a we got a chance to you know what I'm saying see some younger guys get in and make some plays. Uh, Xavier, I know I talked to you guys last week. Shutting out opponents in the second half, two straight games, you said, all right, well, let's do it in the first half. So mission accomplished. Uh, You guys were able to shut them out for three quarters, keep them out of the end zone the entire game. How much of the focus was, hey, we've been playing great in the second half. Let's do it right from the start. I mean, that's what we talked about, like, as, like, players, like, 
away from the coaches. Like, okay, like we know we've been doing good in the second half. Let's translate that to the first half and like see how elite we can really be as a defense. So that was something that we took pride about. Like during that game, where we really like put emphasis on that. Like trying to be dominant the first half and try to keep that same edge throughout the whole game. And for the most part, it worked out. Like. We were all having fun. Like, when you have games like that, like, everyone's having fun. Like, everyone's making plays. And it was just fun to see that. And then, yeah, that's basically it. Like, we just put emphasis like emphasis on the first quarter, second quarter, and then come out and try to finish strong. We didn't get the goose egg. <laughs> but, you know, three points compared to, you know, a touchdown or any kind of points whatsoever, I'll take that any day. Rajay said earlier, you know it's a good sign when you give up three and the defense comes off the field mad about it. Like, yeah. you don't give up three points all game, but you guys wanted that shutout, right, Bruce? Yeah, we most definitely did. You know, we've been talking about that all week, like Xavier said. You know, we, we wanted to put that goose egg up there, but... No, it didn't happen. So, you know, on to the next week. Temple was 3 of 16 on third downs. I wanted to look it up because you guys have been playing so great third downs this year. East Carolina, sixth in the nation in third down defense right now, allowing under 30%. We've talked about it in the past, but, man, you guys make it a priority to get off the field. And uh, you did it once again on Saturday. And when you hear sixth in the nation, Xavier, it's not bad at all, is it? I mean, no, it's not bad at all. But then again, I'm not surprised at all because I know the guys and the like, the team on the defense, how hard they work, and just to like see all that hard work paying off, you know, it's really rewarding. And like, I know it feels good as like players to see that, but like, nobody outside of our locker room and like the coaching staff thought this stuff was possible, but like, but we did, and like, we put the work in to do this, and like, it's finally showing up on paper. So, like, I'm not surprised. I'm like proud to say like the most like I'm proud of the guys and like I'm proud of the defense like I'm proud of how we come out and work every day like I'm proud of how we play for each other like the energy and passion like the, like the genuine love we have for each other so like I feel like that's a clear representation of all the hard work we put in and you know the blood sweat and tears and Xavier I saw you tweet something uh, after the game about culture and like that's uh that's kind of a big picture look at it that you're doing things right now to change the the losing ways to the winning ways that could you know see the fruits of your labor after you're gone from East Carolina. You know what I mean? So yeah. you're part of that change right now. You can feel it as it's happening, right? Yeah, I've been saying them like since the earlier interviews, like this year. Yeah. Um, like I don't know what it is, but like it just feels different. And like we're like five or six total plays from being eight and one right now rather than five and four you know you can't go back and change that but like like everyone sees it and like just like things like that like we see the changes like of course it's not going to be perfect we still got corrections and stuff to make but like just to see that jump like two three years ago when I was a freshman like I wouldn't be having this conversation like we weren't in this position to like potentially go bowling like if we go back and make those few plays and like, we still have like we can still play in the conference championship like if things work out we, you know we can still play like that and like two three years ago those weren't ideas in my head but like right. now those are like realities and like realistic outcomes so like it's just great to see that and like just see like the vibes in the locker room compared to like when I was a freshman like how everyone's like a brotherhood there's no selfishness like everyone generally cares about one another like we're all like brothers like we're not just saying that like we truly mean it when I say like everyone on the team is my brother. Like I got their back. 
Bruce, one day we'll do a career retrospective of you at East Carolina. We're not ready for that yet because you still got work to do. But yeah. what does it mean to you, all the work you've put in, the, the years you've been here, all the practices, all that, and and some bad times too? What does it mean for you to be one win away from a bowl game? Um, it means a lot because, you know, that's what we all come to college you know, to do is to win, and you know we got an opportunity to you know get another win and play in a bowl game. So like that's something I've always dreamed of, and like my like my like my teammates like they we all dream of that, and you know we we have an opportunity to make that come true. Talking to Bruce Bivens and Xavier Smith, Bruce's appearance inside the Players Lounge brought to you by Greenville Auto World. Greenville Auto World, your your home for an awesome selection of late model cars and trucks, plus a full service department. And if you need new tires or a lift kit for your truck, they got you covered there too. Greenville Auto World on Highway 43 in Greenville. Bruce, you've uh, had uh, your vehicle service there, so you know what it's all about. They do a great job over there. Yeah, I sure do. Tim's a Tim's a great guy, and their service is real good. So you know. Go visit Greenville Auto World. Love uh, seeing you guys celebrate after a win on Saturdays. We only get a small glimpse into the locker room, but it's, uh, you know, HV3's leading the cheers a couple games ago. <laughs> Aaron Jarman got the lead it this week, the former former Temple Al. Uh, it's great to see all the hard work pay off, and you kind of you get a glimpse of that brotherhood you talk about, Xavier, when we see you guys celebrating with one another after a game. Yeah, you could, like, the way we act like that is, like, the way we act like, like all the time like it don't change like like we'll act like that after practice like and to be honest that last game I don't even think it was like the full if you did see a glimpse you really didn't see anything because we didn't even have our like dance circle or anything I was trying to get the dance circle going and like get the coaches in the middle but you know they tried to run and scare you off and we had a lot of recruits there so which I feel like we still should have did it it was more of a point to do Damn. it but like no one would go to turn the music on because there were so many people there we couldn't get through but it's usually way better than that. I'm kind of disappointed alright we didn't have the dance circle that week but much better celebration still to come this year yeah for so sure something to look forward to uh, Pirate Hoops Pirate Basketball begins on Tuesday night I brought this up with Tyler DJ and Rajay a moment ago I asked who's the best basketball player first I said in the room and Rajay and DJ had a bit of an argument. But then we talked about on the team. And DJ still says one-on-one he could beat anybody. Bruce, you're giving me a funny look over there. But what you think? I've never seen him play basketball. So. <laughs> it's news to you. I hope so. Uh, how about you? You guys play basketball in uh, high school? I mean, uh, I, pay, I played in uh, middle school. <laughs> <laughs> you hung up the uh, sneakers after middle school? Nah, yeah. You see, I like to end on a positive note. We won... I'm pretty sure we won every year, like the whatever the championship was yeah. for middle school. We won that every year. You know, I played center. You know, about 30 rebounds a game, about 45 points, okay. about 25 assists. All right, I call that a Tuesday. You know, but <laughs> for Bruce, you know, it's probably way less than that. So I decided to hang it up early. You hung up his shoes. He stopped that middle school. up early. So that was me. All right, I'm gonna see if I can find that in the middle school record books in Virginia. How about you, Bruce? Somewhere. You play any basketball? Yeah, I played up to my junior year in high school. You know, I had to. I hung it up my senior year. So. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, they said they admit, said a few names. Jaquan. They said could play ball. Boo. So who is the best player you think, Xavier? Have you seen anybody? I mean, if I do come out of an early retirement, <laughs> I would take the throne. But I like to let them have their fun. Okay. So All right. Right now, I'll probably say like, I think Jaira up there. I think they didn't just, mention him. Yeah. Just size up there. Jeremy Lewis. Jeremy Lewis. Swear oh, yeah. he's good. South Never seen him play. So. <laughs> Until he proves me otherwise, 
Germ's a bottom contester. He's not that good to me. He wants to one v one me. Sounds like a but, good off season tournament yeah. for you guys. It's yeah, like, for sure. Stay so whenever Germ ready to get embarrassed, I'll embarrass him and then go back into retirement. But right now, I give it to Polly Jower Josiah. ECU football basketball tournament at the Rec Center sounds like a great idea. All right, uh, have you dove into Memphis at all yet? Memphis, man, they're, they're tough to figure out. They lost to that Temple team you just played, but they beat SMU. They beat Mississippi State, so obviously they're a good football team. Have you taken a look at them yet? Yeah, for sure. They're definitely talented all across the board. You know, we're probably going to play one of the better, like, if not the best offense in this league. You know, their record doesn't reflect how they are as a team. You know, I don't know what issues they have, but, like, we have to come with our A game just like every other week. But especially, like, like the weapons they have on offense, like, we haven't seen that like as much or like that many weapons across the board. So we just had to really dial in this week and lock in and focus and do our job. Speaking of weapons on offense, uh, Ryan Jones for East Carolina having a big one. Six catches, over 100 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, how about, have you guys been locked up on him in practice as a linebacker? You ever gone one-on-one with Ryan? I mean, Bruce can answer it. <laughs> I mean, no, not no, not really. I mean, we go against them probably like in some of our individual work, like seven on seven and stuff like that. But you know, we we all go after. I strap him. Okay. <laughs> we all we we go after it every day. You know, when we do get a chance. So I mean, he he's you know he worked he worked real hard for that. You know that outcome. So, yeah, he definitely be grinding. He definitely one of the better wideouts. Like I think he play wideout if he wanted. To. He's definitely one heck of an athlete on the team. You know. He comes to work every day. You know, things didn't work out. You know, he'll always see what he can do to make things better. And, like, he's just, like, a determined guy. And, like, at some point when you work that hard, it's going to show up. And last week it showed up for him. So sure. I'm really proud of him. Sure. How much uh, how much one-on-one, good-on-good are you guys doing at practice this at this part in the year? Do you still do that at weekly? Yeah, we'll do a couple periods throughout uh-huh. the day just to keep, like, the fast pace and, like, game speed sharp. Bruce Bivens and Xavier Smith both credit both credited with five tackles on Saturday in the win over Temple. Do y'all see those stats and you're like, man, I had like eight tackles. Like, do you ever look at it like I see them stats and say I had two TFLs, but I don't really pay much mind. It's not yeah. really that important. Uh, the win is forty-five to three over the Temple Owls on Saturday. Great win uh, for you guys, and now. You have an 11 a.m. local time start time on Saturday, so I've been talking about that with the guys. I guess you got a breakfast plan for like seven o'clock, so you got to get up early, ready to go. Is that a challenge, or you you like that? Um, I'm not really a morning person, but then again, I do what I got to do to get what I need to get done. Yeah. So like, whatever they say, it's not like I can be like, no, I'm not doing it. So <laughs> just do what I'm told and go out there and play. Do the best we can do to prepare and mentally and physically and then go out there and play bruce uh sometimes you got to get up early to get fish right to catch fish so you are are you a early morning guy uh like when i want to go fishing that's a different story but when i have to you know wake up early no not really i'm kind of the same boy with, yeah. with xavier but you know the game got to get played so i mean we're gonna get up 
and get it rolling, man. <laughs> Three games left to go in the regular season. Pirates one win away from that sixth That's win that would make them bowl eligible. And uh, guys, keep up the great work. Defense playing lights out right now. And uh, let's try to get another one on Saturday against Memphis. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Joining us on the Fixed NC Live line, he had the catch on Saturday's uh, victory over Temple. He is C.J. Johnson. C.J., how you doing today, man? Hey, I'm doing good. Uh, let's talk about the catch. You catch it behind the dude. Uh, it, that was wild as it was happening. What was going through your head as you were able to snag that one on uh, Saturday? Oh man, it was it was amazing. I, um, the whole time I knew I caught it though, but um, I knew it was up. I knew it was up into the officials' hands whether they're going to reverse it or not. But the whole time I knew I caught it, so that was just really like. It was just really exciting to have that big of a fan base and making a catch like that. And the uh, two penalties on the play, both on Temple, that's got to be a, a, a bad feeling, right, CJ, when you make one of those catches and it gets called back and doesn't even go on your stat sheet. But that one uh, did go your way because the penalties were against the other team. Oh, yeah, that is, that, that is the worst. <laughs> I've been on the other end of that plenty of times. C.J. Johnson joining us, uh, and, and Troy D., we were talking about this earlier. Well, C.J., 45-3, to you actually got to hang out and, and chill out on the sidelines in the fourth quarter and watch some younger guys play. First time that's happened to you all year. So what was that feeling like for you? Oh, man, that was wonderful just seeing the younger guys actually be able to get in the game and get some reps and um, it not coming down to a nail-biter like it has been the past couple of weeks. So that was just a great feeling. CJ, you guys have had you know a few tough losses this season just by a play or two, but now this has kind of been the biggest victory of the year, at least margin of victory anyway. Uh, what's practice like the next day when you have a win like that, when you come back off of it Sunday? What is the team attitude versus you know coming off a loss? How, how is the team responding now? Because sometimes, as, as you know, Coach Logan used to say, the hardest thing to, to take is a pat on the back. And uh, you know, this team's starting to get some momentum. People are starting to get fired up and excited about it again. Uh, how are you guys handling that when you come back the next day? Oh, man, we uh, Coach Big John, the strength coach, and all the coaches upstairs, they have definitely done a good job of, uh, of knowing, how, knowing how to lose but also knowing how to win. So uh, you, the, way, the same way you take a loss, that, that hunger that builds up inside of you after you lose is the same hunger you should have after you win, too. So we come in here with the same mindset of one and another next week. C.J. Johnson joining us. C.J., uh, no surprise, we're, we're going to ask you about the five wins and getting to a sixth win. I know it's been a, a topic uh, for you players, and, and you've been around here a little while now. You want to take this team to a bowl game for the first time since 2014. So uh, how much has that been discussed as you picked up win number five on Saturday? Oh, man, that's the, uh, that's the goal, six wins, and we're in. And um, that's what this team has been fighting for. And if we can have more than six wins, we're definitely going to try to do that too. And I was going to say, isn't six almost a little too low right now as the goal? I mean, should, shouldn't the bar be set higher at this point? Yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely set higher, but the minimum is six. <laughs> Uh, Brian Bailey said, I believe it was it was on the maybe the pregame one of the shows. It's no law that says you only have to get six, Troy Day. Right? Why it's, not seven? It's Why a not minimum, eight? Why not nine? Yeah, definitely it, the minimum at this point. It could happen. CJ, a uh, couple of a uh, couple more for you. I've been bringing this up. East Carolina basketball begins Tuesday night, seven o'clock, Menjis Coliseum. So I've been asking all the guys today 
who is the best basketball player on the team i know you played at conley dj ford says nobody could take him one-on-one xavier smith said if he came out of retirement he could be the best player on the team so <laughs> sounds uh, like Z- something yeah exactly like. uh he loves to talk well, is he not the best out of anything exactly he's the uh, best like, xbox gamer oh he's the best at everything yeah. according to him yeah. cj if i ask you uh you know where do you rank amongst the best basketball players on the football team I'm the, I'm the best basketball player on the football team. <laughs> now I, I got a ba- I got CJ's back on this. I would I have him on my power ranking. I think he would be the best basketball player. He's got the size. He's got the speed. He's got the arm length. I like CJ Johnson as my top rated ECU football basketball player. If Troy was in on those other interviews, he would have said the same about those guys. But he's in on this one. So, but no, no, uh, no, 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 I mean it. Okay, I'm not just saying it because he's on with us live right now. Troy has seen me play basketball. Yeah, I mean, we he's got the. Uh, he, the, the, I feel like I'm the Mel Kuyper of got the these guys. I'm yeah. putting him number one on my depth chart for the ECU basketball team for football players. If I had Coach Maloney on, would he say the same about you, CJ? Oh, most definitely. <laughs> We're going to have to do this. Now, I don't want anybody to get hurt, but an ECU basketball tournament at the rec center That'd be of cool. the football Maybe the, players. The off season. Yeah, this offseason. Yeah, like not this awesome. week, but yeah. Yeah, most definitely. I'll try to get that in. (laughs) CJ, another one. uh, Early morning start. You guys are kicking off 11 a.m. local time. So, uh, from what I understand, you got a breakfast plan for 7 a.m. So, you're going to have to get up in the 6 o'clock hour. Uh, The good news is you won't have to wait around all day to play a football game. But uh, you are a morning person. Uh, What do you think about that early kickoff coming up Saturday? Oh, yeah. um, On my end, I kind of like early kickoffs because it's kind of just get up and go. Uh, rather than turn it on, turn it off, turn it back on, uh, you can just uh, maintain a focus. You can just go ahead and get a job done right there. All right, I'm taking a look at the forecast for Saturday in Memphis. Here's the good news, guys. Now, it's uh, obviously a little early in the week, but if this holds true, sunny skies, not a cloud in the sky for Saturday in Memphis, Tennessee this Saturday, high of 54 degrees. So for Memphis this time of year, yeah, that's luxury. I mean, that's fantastic. And look, you guys have been playing well, CJ, with not so great yeah. weather conditions. Are you okay playing in clear conditions, CJ, <laughs> or would you prefer the rain at this point? Yeah. <laughs> I was getting a laugh or two out of CJ. Yeah, that's good. That's yeah. why you like having him on. I know so much. he does. He laughs at my jokes. I appreciate that, <laughs> CJ. CJ, great win. Keep up the good work, man. And uh, we will talk to you again next Monday. Go get another W. Yes, sir. All right, see you, man. See you. CJ Johnson joining us on the Fixed NC Live Line. And that's another great episode of the Pirate Radio Podcast, the Players Lounge Edition. We'll be back very soon with another edition of the Pirate Radio Podcast. In the meantime, be sure to subscribe to our podcast in your Apple Store. You can also visit our website at PR927FM.com, and you can follow us on social media at PR927FM to keep up with the latest news and information. Until next time, have a great day, everyone. You've been listening to the Pirate Radio podcast an exclusive presentation of pirate radio the voice of the pirate nation 